You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After The Jack, talking everything Goulburn Valley playing area. I'm Tyler Maher, your host for another week, and alongside me as always is Ash Williamson. Ash, how's it going? Yeah, good thanks Tyler. Welcome back to all the listeners, back for another week, and it's uh, finals are getting ever so close now. And uh, Brian Nisbet, the Honourable Brian Nisbet, uh, you've brought a guest in again this week, mate. Uh, Tell us all about our special guest. Yes, good afternoon Tyler and Ashley and our special guest today on After Jack is none other than East Shepparton coach Brent Reiner. Welcome to the show Brent. Thanks Brian, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. You're a hard man to um, catch up with, uh, very busy in your job but uh, we finally nailed you uh, and your Division 1 still in the hunt for a final spot. Yeah, no, it's been... Um it's been a challenging year, obviously with COVID and things like that, the start of the season. Um, you know, we said earlier on the season that every game we get on the green is um, going to be the most important game. So, um, yeah, look, it took us to Christmas to try and sort out what we're doing wrong. And um, after Christmas, we've come back pretty well. You know, we've played telly and had a good win and um, had a win against Euroa and uh, on the weekend had a pretty good win as well. So, um, got a big one this week, but um, we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, obviously, um, yeah, that that tally game first up after Christmas was probably going to make or break your season. How much um, sort of emphasis did you put in into that one? And was there anything sort of different or any messaging or practice or anything that because you really got yourselves up for that game and sort of put yourselves right back in the hunt? Yeah, so I think um, it probably all started the game before Christmas against you guys. Yeah, we were we were in pretty good form that day. Absolutely, yeah. And the heat did knock us around. but unfortunately, look, the game, you know, it's a, it's a health hazard, so we had to call it. Um, but we didn't really change a lot. We haven't really changed much at all, even after Christmas. The side's pretty much settled. Um, it's just gelling together. We've got, as I said, at the start of the season, we had John Gribble, Wayne Gribble, Tim Gribble. Uh, we had uh, Dennis Phillips. We've got Rob Glover. We've got a lot of new players in our side, um, considering that we've also lost Stacey Collier hasn't played all year. Ash uh, Lawler hasn't played. Pud Truen went over to golf. Um, so with our recruiting, we haven't really gained a lot because we have lost a few as well, if you mm. know what I mean. Yeah. So all in all, we've, it, nothing's really changed. Yeah. We've had the same uh, in, in instructions every week and um, you know, we're just starting to gel together better as a team and you know, everyone's getting down a little bit more to practice. And I mean, it all comes down to practice at the end of the day, whatever club you're at. Yeah, and, and, and you did mention, um, you know, obviously your combinations haven't changed in recent weeks, which that stability obviously can really help your side, knowing the same four blokes are going to be together each week. And you mentioned sort of at the start of the year, Wayne Gribble, I think, was playing third and he stepped up and skipped and um, he's really taken on that role really well with Graham Barber as his third and um, cementing those those combinations each week's probably helped you in this back half of the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, as much as it probably pains me to say that, Popper kept telling me he hadn't lost a game in Division 1 skipping, so I was actually quite thankful when he got beat, so <laughs> he can't keep saying that. But um, look, yeah, um, over this all this year, 2022, we've always had two good rinks and two that are battling away. Um, tally game, we all played pretty well, all four rinks, but, you know, Yaroa, we had two pretty heavy defeats but had two pretty heavy wins as well. So um, we've just got to get to that, that fine point where we can all contribute, um, Kyabram played really well the week before on our indoor carpet. 
Um, and then they went out last week and got rolled 18 zip at home. So that was a bit disappointing on our behalf because we would have been in the four this week. So, yeah. Um, you know, uh, anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. Brent, do you think you heard by not playing uh, Kyabram on the carpet? Because you played East Shep on the carpet outside, I should have emphasised there, rather than on the indoor facility. Because I, I think once you played on that a few times, it's like, it's like Shep Park surface. To a degree, yeah. I think you can easily... Once you, you can easily pick up the pace of the green and there's there's not a lot of finish on the bowls and I think any good players can adapt very quickly on it. Yeah. You agree? Oh, you're 100% right. Um, yeah, we did play park outside and um, it might have um, they might have found it a little bit more difficult outside than what it would have been if they was indoor. Uh, as you said, the green doesn't turn as much. Um, but it is getting better. It is getting a lot better. Um, around Christmas time, the guys actually put a lot of water on it and flooded it, and it actually it made it finish a lot more. Mm-hmm. You got another probably two, three feet out of your bowl, which was really good, but obviously now it's drying out again, so we need to wet it again probably, but um, yep. I'm no greenkeeper, but it seemed to work. So, um, But yeah, yeah, no, you're totally right. We maybe um, made a bad decision on playing them on the indoor, um, but, you know, we've... Yeah, it's look, whatever we're comfortable with, whatever the side's comfortable with, it's more majority rules kind of thing. So, so yeah, yeah. just take us into that um, match committee meeting or selection meeting from a coach's perspective. What goes into that decision? Because I know Shep Park has had that decision before as well. We elected to play Shep Golf um, undercover and that went down to a play of vote. What goes into it from East's point of view? Yeah, very similar. Like, we'll have a chat with the three other skippers. We have a pretty good powwow about it all. Um, and then... You know, look, you're never going to please everybody, unfortunately. Mm. You know, like, we pick outside and people say we should be playing under, vice versa. Um, it also depends who else is playing at home because yep. we've got some older older members as well that we've got to look out for. Yes, um, yep. The day we played you guys, it was going to be hot, so we put the the, uh, the older people yep. underneath yep. to try and protect them a bit as well. So, um, But, look, in all in all, it, it is a bit of a player vote and... A lot of them want to play underneath, so you know we'll just do whatever our side want to do. Yep, um, and hopefully uh, it gets the you know, all the chocolates at the end of the end of the season. And, and when it comes to results, everyone's always uh, an expert in in hindsight, art, aren't they? So you, you just got to be confident in what decision you're making, don't you? Oh well, that's exactly. It doesn't matter what you're doing if it's bowls, cricket, footy, whatever decision you make, you got to stand by. And you know whatever the circumstances are, it is what it is. Well, the measuring guides this week is Shep Golf in Division 1 and you will take a bit of confidence into the clash after last round's effort against Stan Hope. I was um, out with a back injury and I did watch the game and I was impressed with the way East went about it and a clean sweep and also you have the added knowledge and uh, prestige in a way that you defeated three out of the four skips from... Shep Golf in the sectional play in the GV4s on their home green at Shep Golf. I believe it was 21-4. Was that correct? 20. Ryan, are you trying four. to get me to rub it in? It was 22-4, sorry. 22-4. Um, yeah, no, we, look, it was... Um, it was so good. you've got to take something out of that. Yeah, no, definitely. The green was fabulous. It was really, really good. Um, can't complain. They've got a really nice surface there at Shep Golf. Um, and, look, we, you know, we're pretty confident... Uh, we're a confident kind of team. Um, you know, 
when you look at it, when you break down the last three weeks, we've got Shep Golf this week, we've got Tatura the following week, and we've got um, Shep Park, Park last. I believe it's going to come down to the last game against us in Shep Park to see who makes the fourth spot. Um, with, I think, Park's got... got we've, we've got Tally, Yaroa and East. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. And Tatura's got a pretty hard run as well. Yeah, yeah. So... If we can snag a few points this week, look, I'm not saying we're not going to go out there and try and win. Obviously, that's our main aim. But um, if we can just jag four points, move on to the following week and see what happens from there. But obviously, just do what everyone else says and take one week at a time. But, um, yeah. When you look at it, I think Tad Hilltop have got the easiest draw, but they're 20 points behind. Yeah, and and, and they play east in the in that middle, sort of the uh, yeah, round 13. at east. So, right. yeah. At east. That's their big... That's their grand final. Yep. So it's basically, yep. I think, loser goes home from that round 13. If you lose that yep. one, you probably can't mathematically make it going into round 14. Exactly. Now, Brent, you need to win at least two rinks, I reckon, against golf. And I think you can. As you trail park by 12 points, you wouldn't want to be going in playing and being at least 12 points down the last match. It puts the pressure on. You've virtually got to win well, it's a 16, 16. Yep, or, th- or four. Three rinks or four, four rinks. Yeah, four, yeah, you can't get 14-4, otherwise it goes on shots up and yep. I think Park get us. So definitely, it's um, obviously it's, it's it's critical times. You know, like, you know, you think back, you know, for the rest of the year, which games let you know we let slip and which rinks we let slip. Probably played some silly bowls at some times, but at the end of the day, it'd be good to rewind and change those shots, but uh, you can't, so... And tell us a little bit about your ring, because your form personally as a, as a four has been really good throughout this year. You've had Matty O'Connor come to the club um, sort of after the season started from tally, and he's slotted in as your third. Um, yeah, tell us a bit about your rink overall and while, why you've been jailing so well. Yeah, look, um, at the start of the year when we spoke to Tim Gribble about coming and he was pretty keen to play with me, mm-hmm. um, and I said, no problem, I'm more than happy with that. So I knew Stacey wasn't going to play then, and... That so we've had a pretty stable side. Our rink has been pretty stable um, since Maddie came. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was a bit up and down. But um, with Maddie, Maddie's been really good. I mean, he can play the game. He is a really good player. Yeah. Um, he might have struggled in the first couple of games, just getting he's obviously coming to a new environment and working it out. But the last four weeks, he's been sensational. Yeah. Um, you know, he's we've had out a nine, and he's getting sevens and eights. So he's doing quite well. Um, and look, last week, well, Tim's been out for two weeks with COVID, mm-hmm. um, so we have had a few changes there. We had Minnie Minogue, the old Storwald from uh, East Shep. Yep. He was uh, quick to tell everyone he was in Division 1, <laughs> and then he was quick to tell them all that he got dropped last week. <laughs> but um, it wasn't the case. He, he, he was told at the time he was coming up for one week. So, um, But no, look, we've just played, just, I talk to our guys, and we try and break it down to segments like probably other skippers do. Um, but we generally try and have a chat around the 18th end yep. to work out what we're doing right, where we're going wrong, what we need to do to improve. And Darren Carpenter's had a really good season as well, yep. playing his second, coming over from Park. Um, yeah, he's just a he's just a gentleman, but he really loves his bowls. He yep. really gets into it. And, um, and that's what it's about. It's about in, being enthusiastic and really enjoying your day. And, you know, you might have a bad one, but you know what? The sun still comes up tomorrow and uh, we'll go again. 
and it must be a pretty good feeling around the club at the moment uh, seeing Jacob Brighton uh, do what he's been doing the last couple of weeks. He's uh, he's been on fire, and um, I uh, you know obviously we we had him uh, on the show talking to Brian last week, and he, he certainly got his head switched on for a twelve year old as well. They gave Brian a bit of what for, so uh, everyone must be uh, very proud of him. Yeah, no, Jake's done fabulous. He's um, to credit to him. Um, he's a he's a good little kid. I've known Jacob since he was probably eight years old over at Echuca, and. Um, I actually liked it when he didn't say anything. It was actually really good. Uh, but now I did encourage him last year to come out of his cage a little bit and um, I probably should put him back in it. But uh, <laughs> he's not going to let me hear the end of this, I don't think, uh, him winning it uh, this year because he's won one at East before I have. So, um, yeah, uh, look, it's a credit to him. He's playing really good bowls. Um, you know, over the journey, over the last two years, people have said that, you know, should he be in the Division One side? Well, he's just, he's made everyone be quiet now, hasn't he? You mm-hmm. know, he's gone out and... He's beaten John Gribble. He's beaten Gino in the final. Um, mate, the world's his oyster. He's um, he could do anything. That kid. And in that final as well, he got out to a lead and and was challenged. And um, I think the scores were fourteen all at one point yes. again. And then yep. he sort of pushed away again. So um, just to obviously see that ability to to really assess the contest and uh, assess his own bowls throughout a, a grand final of a you know a club singles is um, must be um, pretty impressive. Uh, you know, as a, as the club coach uh, watching him do that. Yeah. Look, I mean. Jeff, obviously his grandfather, helps out him a lot. You know, he coaches him a fair bit and um, he he wants to play with him every week and he and he's happy to play with Jacob whenever it is because um, he's happy to help him out and coach him. But um, from what I heard last week, obviously on Sunday we were playing our state four, so I wasn't there to see it. But um, after our first game, we put it on the live stream and I caught the last maybe end or two. Um, and from what I've heard is that early on he was playing a few weighted shots at it and then he's obviously changed his tact and he's gone back to the draw, and the last end was just fabulous. He's drawn one about a foot behind, trailed it with his second, sat his shot bow with his third, and game over. It's yeah. done and dusted, so he was pretty good. <clears throat> and, um, t- I mean, obviously for someone like Jeff, who has played a lot of bowls and is really competitive, and he is at one of the quality skips in the association, I mean, obviously it's his grandson, but for him to want to be able to um, teach someone as young as Jacob and... Not so much sacrifice his game in a way, but commit to having him in his rink and um, in in a really high quality competition says a bit about Jeff as well and what he's trying to build in terms of Jacob's potential and what potential might be at the club as well overall. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at last year, Jeff had a fantastic season last year and obviously a lot of heads got turned in the GV of who's this bloke, you know, Mm. who's this guy? Um and for him to come out at the start of the season and said to me, I'm playing with Jacob every week, put him in my side every week, we've got to get some games into him and yep. c- expose him, you know. So well, if that's what you want, like, I'll work with you. But, yeah. you know, if things start going bad, well, we may have to change it up. But, you know, we stuck fat with him. You know, he hasn't had a good season this year and he's the first to admit that, that, you know, he's only won probably three games a year. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> He's had some bad luck too in different yeah. games, you know, like... Um, well, he was going to win big against Park before that one got called off and that would have been maybe a big confidence booster for him. Him and Daniel both played pretty well that day. And, yeah. Um, they were looking for 50, Yep, they reckon. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were, they were a chance at the break. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, they said they were going pretty well and Jake, obviously, I don't know how he went that day, but yeah. he obviously went pretty well as well. Um. So tell us a bit about uh, your future with East Shep. Are you keen to hang around there um, next year? Is obviously your second year coaching the club. Where where do you see yourself going forward? 
Yeah, look, I mean, when I started there last year, I said, look, we'll just take it year by year. Um, I'll definitely be here for two years. Um, we'll see from there. Look, I've had a big change in my life this year, obviously, and um, I've actually moved over to Shep, so which is it's been really good, and it's easier for me to get to the club and yep. um, play a, a lot more practice and things like that, which is, you know, I, I'm actually really enjoying it. But yep. um, we'll sit down at, you know, probably at the end of the season and work out if um, they're happy, if I'm happy, um, and we'll go from there. Look, I I haven't made any commitment to East to go any further than this year. Yep. I w- we'll just discuss it at the time. And go from there. But um, look, it's a good club, um, fantastic facilities. You know, like Park, but I think the East one is more more newy. Yes, and, um, yeah. That and uh, you know, it's um, it's pretty it's pretty nice out there. But it just needs to get that pace up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, it'll be a fabulous uh, facility. Yep. Brent, do you think we can retain the Beaties, Lee and Jeff and Young Jacob, because there's um, rumours going around that they're going to Hilltop next year so he can play with uh, some other members of the Devils, the junior like Jacob and Josh Cartwright spring to mind and there's a few other young guys. Olivia as Russell well. Locke's um, yeah. son and... Josh and Riley, jo- I yes. think, yep. Ryan, we discussed this last time, you don't believe rumours. Remember you said Whippet had the shits and he wasn't going to play? But uh, no, look, Brian, I, I have heard the same rumours. So I do agree with you. Um, I'm not sure. I really, uh, I'm like everyone else. I've got no idea. I've got no inside information. Um, I could see why they would that they may go over to over to Tatura, um, with Denzel over there coaching the kids and things like that with the Devils. But look, we're just going to put it down to this year. And you know, while they're at the club, um, we're going to do the best we can and. If we can win a flag, there's no reason to leave. But, um, you know, they just got to look at our performances. And if we perform, um, why would you want to leave a side that's performing? No, it's true. But I believe we can't afford – the club ca- cannot afford to lose you and Jeff Beatty and Lee and young Jacob. I think if the club want to progress, they need to retain – Well, the- J- Jacob's got a club singles to defend, so that surely locks him in for one more year. You'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> You'd hope so. Oh, let's hope so. I think you're capable of winning the last two matches against Hilltop at home and Shep Park. Uh, and also the two teams you play, Hilltop and Park, are also hot contenders for a final spot. Do you think you can achieve it? I think you've already um, answered that question. Yeah, I reckon we're, um, as I said, Brian, we'll finish this week. This week's obviously, you know, we just do our best and see what happens. We can snag four, have to come home with two wins, simple as that. Um, we, we cost ourselves against Kai. If we beat Kai, then we're a chance to lose another one if we had to. But at the end of the day now, it's all about the W. So um, we've got one well L, L to get and that's it. So L- Last one before we go to a break. Um, tell us how much sort of you might lean on uh, John Gribble and maybe Wayne Gribble leading into this golf clash. Obviously, John, having been involved in all of those Shep Golf premierships, is there anything maybe you ask him to say to the group or anything you get him to do at practice or talk to the group about uh, in, in ahead of such a big game? Yeah, look, I mean, it's not even just this week, Ash. It's every week. Like, John's been an asset to our club and Wayne. You know, John's been, he's won lots of premierships at golf. Um, and that's why, you know, we had a, we bought in this year to have a, a side captain. And there was no one I was going to pick other than John. It was first yep. year at the club, giving the captaincy of our side, you know, like he's really good to lean on and have a chat with and work out 
what I'm doing wrong, if I'm doing something wrong, or you know, um, there was an incident there early on in the season. I um, we had a bad uh, result, and um, I wasn't quite happy. And mm. um, after the game, I grabbed all the players and pulled them inside. Um, you know, it didn't look great. The opposition side was still there. Um, it wasn't. It was no. Uh, it was no disrespect to the opposition. It was just the way that we were feeling it mm. on that day. Um, yeah. When we went back, and it was Euroa. Um, when we went back to Euroa um, after the game, I actually called all the Euroa guys in, and um, actually apologised to them for what happened in the first round when we played them, and yeah. they were really um, respectful of that as well. So yeah. But that was another one with John. John said, "You know, do you really think we did the right thing or not?" And I said, "No, probably not." But you know, and he's been really good yeah. in that in that way and trying to help me grow as. A people manager as well, yeah. Um, and you know he owns his own business and he knows what it's all about. And um, bowls wise, he's a fabulous guy. He's an asset to the club. He likes hanging around. He's not one of these guys that really good player and then finishes the game, then goes home. Yeah, he'd be the last one to leave. Yeah, with about sixteen Jim Beams under his belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poison of choice for sure. <laughs> Brian, well, I think it's time for a word from or a break in our program. You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Welcome back, Brian. We've got our weekend pennant review from Saturday, just gone round 11. We have in Division 6 South, Alex 1 defeated Abinal by 92 shots. Incredible score with only uh, three rinks. Ken Argent by 32 and Gilmore by 36 dominated their victory. Alex 2 defeated Seymour by 31 with Stone by 17 their best. Eildon 2 drew with Yay, 869 each. What a game. And the ladder sees Alex 1, Eildon 1, Yay and Eildon 2. And this ladder uh, won't change before the finals. Division 6. North, Colby retained top position um, when they defeated second place Kai by 29 shots. 14-2. Stanhope made East chances of making finals difficult when they replaced him in fifth position with a big 32-shot win, 16-zip at home. Relegating East to sixth, 15 points outside to four. Park stayed third of a close eight-shot victory over Rushworth at Rushworth. 69-61, 14 points to two, and Dukey fourth received a forfeit from Yaroa due to COVID. Division 5, VRI 6, defeated fourth place Tally by 11 shots, 14-2 in an upset. Shep Golf last, defeated Marupna Golf top by one shot in a thriller at Marilla. Manila. At Manila. <laughs> at Marupna Golf at Marilla, 14-4. Um, they did drop a few players back golf, seeing they... Got a forfeit in Division 1 from Yaroa. Ian Ritchie went back from the, two, the twos yeah. to the four and he had a win over top skip Lee Wakenshaw by two. This was significant in their victory. He swapped places with Murch, who, uh, who, uh, who are second now. And East have gone to third, winning by... No, um, East went to second and Murch a third, winning by 19 shots. 14-4 on East under covered carpet. Tad Hilltop, fifth, defeated Merrigan, seventh by 11. 
16-2 at home. Rod Kirby by 26, a big win for Tad Hilltop. The four looks decided. Marupna Golf, East, Merchant Tally. Division four, Nagambi bottled up. Second spot with Rosanic, 75-shot victory over sixth place Park, 18-zip. Mark Brax rink by 38 shots was a highlight. Kai Forth received a forfeit from fifth place Yaroa, which virtually ended Yaroa's final chances. Seymour third, defeated Dukey away by 25-16-2, with Muller's Seymour rink winning by a huge 24 shots. Tad Hill top seventh with no match for topside VRI, losing by 28-216 at home. And VRI's P Chalice rink won by 21 the size of win there. Division 3, top side, not favourite, Seymour. By 47 over last place, East, who I, sad to say, are doomed to Division 4 next season. 18 zip, Seymour's Graham Flint, ranked by 21 their best. Shep Golf traded places with Tally when they defeated him by 16-2 at home. Park second, consolidated second spot with a huge 50-shot win at home over sixth place, Avenal. Ronnie Holland, ranked by 39 shots, a massive result. He's in good form. And Ronnie said he'd like to pay a compliment to everyone in the team because they all did their job. <coughs> that's not what he would have said at the bar after No, nah, that's not right. <laughs> Spud Folletti pinched two points for Avenal. Stanhope, seventh, defeated fifth place Marutman at home by nine shots. 15-3, Neville Cowie's rink. By 13, the decisive result. Marupna remain only three points outside the four with three games remaining. So they're still in big show. Division 2, Marupna goal fifth move them in six points of the four with an upset win over Park by one shot. Heart, heartbreaker for Shep Park two weeks in a row. They've had the same rink finish last, the 100th end, um, and been ahead on the boards and dropped a number on the last end to lose by one. So that's probably... Park, I'd say, nearly done and dusted. They play Shep Golf this week in Division 2, and so they've um, dropped two games in a row by a shot to fall out of contention. Yeah, they've slipped a sixth spot, and I think their season could be over, and 10 points outside the four, as you said, with golf coming up. Um, yeah, it was 91-90 the result, 14-4. Calvin Rogash by 13 for Park. He'd be disappointed because he did the job. His rink and Craig O'Shannon's his rink by a 10 was the best for Marupna Golf. Kai third almost cemented the finals berth with a big 36-shot win over Rushy. They're in danger of relegation now in seventh spot, 18-zip, because I think Tad Hilltop could um, get above them. They're not a bad side, considering they are in the ladder, Tad Hilltop. Well, Don, they're the only side to have beaten Shep Golf in the twos this year, Tad Hilltop. And they're uh, bottom. But Tadil, um, yeah, but golf lost on Saturday too. Oh, well, before Saturday, sorry, yeah. correction, yeah, my Don, mistake. Don Cook's rink by 17 over Gene Sprague, the decisive win. East second after an even battle to Smoko, they were down on three rinks, finally slipped away by 12-14-4. Um, Kevin Cox's rink by 20 shots over Trevor Downey, their best result. Uh Topside Chep Golf lost their second game when Marupna last mm. before Christmas defeated them by 10 shots, 14-4 at golf. Darren Kelly's rink had a good win over the leading skip, Peter Fairgrave, by 10, and that was vital in the overall. overall. 
Marek Brunier fourth and a danger if they maintain their present form. And I went out in the limb and yes. said they'd make the finals before Christmas. You did, the Oracle. Because they yep. had too many good players in their side. And Tyler's always been massive on the Marupna bandwagon. I, I was probably the one who'd written them off, but I think they'll make it now. And uh, Mr Gunning never played either, so no. Brett Gunning. So to bring Brett back into the lineup as an added bonus. Yep. In Division 1, East Shepherd and Thump stand eight by 38 shots, 18 zip. Tally by 27 over Tad Hilltop, despite Brendan Boyd's big win by 17 over Dawsey, who's, who, like Jeff Beat, he's had a disappointing season. Yeah. When you look at the calibre of the player now, he's done in in the GB, um, events. GB events. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Like, I, I don't think he would have lost this many games probably in the last three or four seasons combined at golf, and his rink sort of chopped and changed a fair bit with his third and his second. Um, I'm led to believe that Matt Robinson will go over and play third to him this week, so that might stiffen his rink up with Mark Ryan to come back and skip where Robbo is. But certainly if he, Dorsey, can start firing, that, that might give them the little lift they need going into the finals if they want to knock off golf, Brent. Yeah, well, that week against us, Telly, um, Robbo was actually going to play three for Liam Crapper, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and, um, that'll and Rhino, Rhino had to step out again with COVID, so yep. had to jump over there and... Yeah, so he's the he's the man who fixed all the holes out there, yeah. Robbo. He'd love that too. Yeah, but look, there'd be no doubt in my mind that Matt Robertson's the best third in the comp um, and he's probably the best fill-in skipper. He hasn't lost a game and he won by 22 over Justin Spedding, who was in a bit of form prior to that. Well, he, he did um, – Paul Warren gave him a hiding the two weeks prior, but before that I think he'd won two or three in a row, Justin. So, um, But, yeah, Robbo, it seems everywhere he, he's playing at the moment he's doing a good job. So um, hopefully he can turn Dorsey's fortunes around. Yeah, Rower unfortunately had to forfeit the golf. Um, a lot of listeners mightn't really know, but – when you've got eight with COVID and 20 close contacts, it's pretty hard to put a... At a small club. And, yeah. I, and I think they did the right thing. Um, yep. And they didn't They didn't want to take the risk and I don't know how it would have been scrutinised. But if you weren't feeling real well and you still went and played, well, it could have caused big troubles. I think I said that to you, Brian, sides. in that other radio station. I did say that at the start of the season. That yeah, that COVID some, will, club, some clubs some club can will be, get it. Yep. And sub club will have to forfeit. Yeah, and look, it's a shame that um, you know it's happened to you, your rower. Obviously, um, you mentioned in one of the lower divisions they were fifth, going looking for a final spot That's in right. their division one sides, trying to stave off relegation. And um, you just hope that everyone involved is healthy and well and doesn't have any lingering symptoms or anything like that, and they can get back out on the green as soon as possible. I believe they managed to cobble together a few sides today. Yeah, uh, and they, uh, they won in Division Two, which is over Shep Park, yep. which is a fantastic. Result. Yep. Um, they forfeited one team today, their lower side. Yep. But uh, Park in the upset of the round by 28 over Kai, I I was very surprised with this result. Jeff Boyle, Stabua skip. You've touched on it before, Ash. Impressive by eight shots over Glen Fields, who was in um, second on the ladder. Now he's dropped to uh, fourth on the Division one skips ladder. Yeah, so probably Park's best win of the season. Um, Jeff Boyle was probably six shots down at 
Smoko dropped a five just before then and just um, I think he won about nine ends in a row after the break just twos and ones and um, did a really good job to win by eight Dennis Smythe was probably the big one as well um, it only played in two winning rinks for the year and was 18-4 down against Jockey McInnes and came from the clouds I think he was three down on the last end and um, sat a bowl out for four and Jockey had a had a, a little bit of room to draw and, and couldn't get in there and picked up four to win by one um, and so that got us the fourth rink over the line and um, Josh Warren had a big lead against Greg Schilling 17-1 and I think Schilling got within one or maybe even got one ahead before Josh pulled away to win by six and Paul Nichols continued his good form as well so we've given ourselves a chance now and um, I, I agree with Brent I think it'll come down to that last game yeah. um, at home against East to see who pinches that fourth spot No, I agree wholeheartedly with that uh, just while we're on the skips, top five skips in Division 1 after round 11. Don't take any notice of um, Bowles Link because they credited all the Shep Golf skippers with a win when they didn't <laughs> play. So that's an anomaly with the system. I suppose you don't get many forfeits, but they all got credited with a win. So they've all got one too many. All leads on 18 plus 97. You're undefeated, nine wins, 18 rink points. Crapper, Liam Crapper, 17 plus 91. Mitch Sidebottom, 16 plus 92. Mitch missed a game too. Fields, 15 plus 53. And I don't know who this guy is coming fifth. Brent Ryan, a 13 plus 39. Do you think Ori's home? Oh, I, I wouldn't back against him. Brent, do you think he'll get rolled for the He might get rolled by you this weekend. Oh, we'll put Johnny Gribble up against him. We'll see how he goes <laughs> then. But... Uh, uh, look, um, I think he's pretty safe for yeah. skip of the year this year. Um, yeah, it's uh, they're a pretty formidable outfit, the yeah. golf team. Absolutely. And I've just I've I've got the rink points here for Division One, which are golfer got sixty four, tally sixty, Kai forty seven, Park forty six, Tad Hilltop forty, Easter got forty four, Yarrowa twenty six, and Stanhope twenty five. That's probably indicative of where the uh, the ladder positions are at the moment. Um, weekend review from uh, today, round 12. I'll quickly run through Division 5. Rushworth defeated Seymour in a clean sweep, 50-43. to 43. Violet Town also um, had a clean sweep against Avenal, 48-43. Colburn Avon had the bye, and as Brian touched on, Dookie received a forfeit from Yeroa. Uh, Division 4 South. We had Seymour VRI defeated Shepparton Park at home, 74-65, 14 points to two. Alexandra had a big win against Eildon, 103-47, 15 points to one, and there's no result at this stage from Seymour versus Euroa. Division 4 North, uh, Shepparton Park drew with Namurka, 57 shots apiece, nine points to seven. Big result for Park against Namurka, who have uh, been going really well in that comp. Merrigan received a forfeit from Tachura Hilltop. Shep Golf beat Kybram, 80 shots to 69, 14 points to two. And Murchison had a big win against East Shep, 100 shots to 47, 14 points to two. Division 3... We had Kyabram beat Marupna Golf in a clean sweep, 80 shots to 58. Uh, Nagambi also had a sw- clean sweep against East Shepparton and 2, 85 shots to 59. Your mob, Brian East Shepparton 1, had a good win at Shepparton Park, 77 shots to 68. Was that grass or carpet you played on? On the grass and uh, the green was very good. Shane Walsh doing a magnificent job there. Marupna uh, also had an away win against Tatura Hilltop, 87 shots to 61, 14 points to 2. 
Division 2, as Brian touched on, big result from Euroa on the road. Defeated Shepparton Park uh, by nine shots, 73 shots to 64, 13 points to three. Tatura Hilltop held on against Avenal at home, 77 shots to 73, 14 points to two. Shep Golf, too good for Kyrum, 73, 57, 14 points to two. And Seymour swept Stanhope, 88 shots to 40. Moving to Division 1, Brian. Moving day, I call this in Division 1. Um, we'll start with Mar- Kybram, Marupna Golf. Kybram, far too good. 98 shots to 38, 16 points to zero. Seymour upset the top side, Shepparton and Golf at home. 71 po- uh, shots to 62, 12 points to four. They only had one rink win. Uh, we had Robbie Betson win by one against Max Hammond. Graham Waddell won by 16 shots against Robert Brown, but the big winner, Ian Eichfuss, 37 shots against Graham Silky Myers um, to get them over the line and reignite Seymour's finals hopes, Brian. I reckon that would have had to be on the carpet. Yeah, yep. Well, I don't think Graham Myers, he's only started skipping in recent weeks for Shep Golf, but certainly um, big big home win for Seymour there, and I think they play their last game against East Shepparton at home, and that could well decide one of, one of the spots in the finals. Tatura Hilltop also only won one rink, but it was enough to sneak past Rushworth, 68 shots to 65. Looking at the rink scores there, Gene Sprague beat Trevor Downey, 25-20, um, and Kevin Gilbert beat Rod Medill, 27-25. But the, the hero for Tatura Hilltop, David Cartwright, 23-13 against Chris Garvey, to um, help Tatura Hilltop get the chocolates. But the big result, and there was a fair bit of drama in this game at the end, East Shepparton kept their finals hopes alive, defeated Shepparton Park at home, uh, sorry, at Park on the grass, 75 shots to 74. Uh, Brian, take us through the drama on the last end. Yes, well, I was. Uh, I didn't see Graham Barber's shot. Um, Kathy Dudley held one on the penultimate end. Graham Barber just missed, but I was in consultation with our manager, Pam Euston. I missed it. But then um, in the last end, Park they needed pa- th- yeah, Park, Park with three shots up. Yep. To forget the rink. Uh, he was sharky. Um, Dennis Smythe. Graham Barber was down by about ten shots overall. Yep. And uh, they needed four to win. Three for a draw would have been better than nothing. Yep. And Karen Truen played two great bowls. Yep. To draw two shots. She was playing second. Yep. And, well, the leaders and that didn't figure. And then Kathy Dudley had two shots and she was wide, which was unusual for Kathy. Johnny Gribble, uh, Johnny Crozier had one and then he was short of his last bowl and he put his hands on his head. So he's held three shots. Dennis Smythe missed with a drive of his first bowl. Sharky just uh, put one round the back to cover any um, mishaps, just played a um, covering bowl with his first. And then Dennis tried to draw off his last. He was narrow and crashed in the short bowls on the right-hand side. And Barber drew a fourth. No, they had – yeah, Barber drew a fourth shot, yeah. So they ended up no, winning – Barber had fourth shot, sorry, of his first bowl. Yes. So the ring scores, Stacey Collier, 23-22 against Jenny Hill. Wayne Gribble, 29-25 against Die Hands. And I believe Wayne was a fair way down in that game and picked up some big numbers late to really turn the um, the overall score in their favour. Dennis Smythe did manage to win against Graham Barber, 27-23, but – 
Huge result, Brent, for your midweek Division 1 side. Yeah, well, considering that uh, last night um, Graham was actually ringing around for a standby player as uh, Stacey Collier had her uh, third booster shot yep. and she didn't know how she was going to feel this morning. So I was with Graham and we were making a few phone calls. We made phone calls at about 10 o'clock last night <laughs> and uh, couldn't find a fill-in still yep. that would stand by. And um, Stacey rang this morning at 7 and uh, said she's right to go. So obviously she had a win. So uh, no, it's fabulous, fabulous for those guys. We were going through it last night and saying that it's a big game. You got to win this one because um, your last game is going to be pretty tough down at um, Seymour on yep. the carpet. Especially if they play on the carpet, you're it's, you're going to be up against it. Yeah, yep. And looking at the ladder, Shepherd and Golf on top, ten wins, two losses, 148 points. They'll win the minor premiership. Tatura Hilltop second, eight wins, four losses, 124 points. But here's where it gets interesting. Kybram third, seven wins, five losses, 112 points, followed by East, who climb into the four, 109 points. And then Seymour and Shepparton Park are both on 108. So Park's dropped from fourth to sixth as a result of today's loss, and things are heating up with a couple of rounds to go, Brian. Yeah, well, Seymour play Maribna Golf next week, so you'd think they'd get all the points in that game. So East, I think East will beat Kai undercover. It'll, all, it'll go down to the match at Seymour. Yeah, and um, Park has a couple of... Well, they've got Hilltop, and then I think they play Rushworth. So if they can win those two, it then throws that element into it as well. So it's going to come right down to the wire. And I think Seymour might be sporting and play on the grass, seeing the finals will be on the grass. Oh, I don't know. Um, test, I don't know. Their, <laughs> test their medal. No, I wouldn't have sure. thought so. I wouldn't well. have thought so. We'll get into uh, a preview, Brian. You go on midweek first. I'll do the midweek preview, round 13, the penultimate round. Let's whip through it. Division 5, I'm picking Dookie to defeat um, Violet Town. Second against third. Colbo, a big win over Yaroa, um, who will remain in fourth spot, doesn't matter. Avonall, fifth to defeat Seymour, seventh. Rush, he's got the bye. Division 4, Seymour, third to defeat Alex, second. Alex, two. Um, Shepherd and Park six versus Eildon fifth. I accept. Uh, I'll predict Park to win and get off the bottom. And VRI top. They play your row fourth. Their four won't change in Division Four. Division Four North top side. Your Merker, the only side whose position won't change in the four. In a seventeen comp that will go down to the wire in finals places. Park second. Uh, They'll defeat Shepgold fourth, Murchison third to defeat Kai seventh, Merrigan fifth to defeat East sixth. Yeah, um, the America got the bye. If Park defeats Shepgold, the winner of Merrigan and East will slip into the four in a scintillating finish to the season. Division three, the final four looks settled with East, Kai, Nagami and Park to feature. East one to defeat Kai two in the match of the day. Park fourth to defeat Tad Hill type eighth. Maripna fifth to defeat East uh, two seven from the ladder and Nagambi third to defeat Maripna Golf sixth. Division two Park to defeat Shep Golf. Both teams in the finals race and a winner will get some morale boost with a win. Another two sides finals bound. Uh, Kai first taking on Seymour second and it's Kai at home to win. Stanhope six should defeat Avonall last and keep their slim finals hopes alive. Yaroa should consolidate a final spot but win over seventh place, Tad Hilltop. In Division 1, East still have a chance to figure, well, we just touched on that, I'll pick them to defeat Kai at home. 
Uh, Park will need to defeat uh, Tad Hilltop away to stay in the four, and I think they to get back in the four, and I think they will. Top side, Shep Golf, too good for Rushy seventh, and Seymour will keep Marupna Golf winless with a clean sweep over at Marupna Golf. Terrific, Brian. And previewing round 12 weekend pennant, Division 6 South, we've got Yay third against Seymour sixth. Um, in the match of the round, we've got Alex one uh, against Eildon one, who was second, first first second. Eildon two, uh, fourth plays Avenal seventh, and Alex two, who were fifth, have the bye. Division six North Stanhope uh, sixth plays Euroa seventh. Um, Park third plays Dukey fourth in the match of the round, uh, and we've got East six. They have to beat topside Colburn Avenue to have any finals chance. Uh, but Brian's going for Colbo. Kyber second. Uh, will defeat Rushworth last. So Colbo and Kyer are short of the double chance at this stage. Match of the round in Division 5 East. Uh, fifth play Marupna Golf first. Um, uh, sorry, East second to play Marupna Golf first. Brian's going for Easter again, top spot. Mercher third, and they play Merrigan seventh. Seymour VRI sixth play Shep Golf, who are on the bottom. And Tally fourth. Um, uh, playing Tatura Hilltop, looking to cement that last final spot. Division 4, the 4's pretty much settled with Seymour, Seymour VRI, Nagambi, Seymour and Kyabram. VRI playing Yeroa this week, Seymour hosting Kyabram, Nagambi at home against Tatura Hilltop and Park uh, are at home against Dukey. Division 3, Avenal 6 play Seymour top, Marupna 5th play Shep Park in 2nd, East, uh, who are on the bottom, play Shep Golf, who are third, and Tally in fourth, play Stanhope seventh. Division two, crunch time for Shep Park, who are sixth. They play Shep Golf, who are on top. Um, probably need to upset them to be any chance of reviving their finals hopes. Kybram fourth, play Tat Hill top last, so they'll be looking to cement that final spot. Rushworth in seventh, play Marupna Golf in fifth at Rushworth. Uh, and Marupna, who have climbed up to fourth, uh, play East Shepherd and second in what's probably going to be the match of the round, uh, Brian and Brent. Uh, how, how's East side looking in the twos this week? Is that a Marupna or it's East, I think, isn't it? Marupna by the way you've written it, yeah. Oh, I've got to pick Marupna. Pretty sure it's at Marupna. Yep. Oh, I think Marupna will win. Um, uh, I'm back now, guys, our fellas and girls in that side. Um, you know, we've got a really good skipper there. I think he's second or third on the skippers list, Kevin Cox. He's had a really good season. Yep. Um, David Downs is always hard to beat. David Downs, he's, you know, he might have had a bad one last week, but um, other than that, he's had a pretty good season as well. And um, Gunther you know, McInnes has gone in skipping there too. Yeah, Gunther, he's in form, you ask him, he'll tell you. <laughs> um, he kept telling me that he's uh, he should be in Division 2 skipping. So we've given him a shot, and last week he did really well. You know, he was getting beat by a bit. And they come back and they and they got beat by two. So it'll, it'll yep. be a top game. Yep, it will. But be. I think Marupna at home on the grass. That's why I selected them. Yep. Um, Division one, Tatura Hilltop fifth, looking to sort of keep their finals hopes alive when they host Euroa last. Um, hopefully Euroa, uh, they'll be raring to get out there, Brian. Um, after missing last week, I think Tat Hilltop will keep their finals hopes alive for me. Well, they got more incentive. I mean. If they lose that match, it'd just be um, demoralising, wouldn't it? Yeah, I will. I will say though, Tad Hilltop have given themselves some chances in recent seasons, and they have sort of tended to slip yeah. over occasionally in these banana peel games, Tyler. Yeah, and it is a big banana peel, isn't it? Uh, Euro will be pretty, uh, pretty keen to come out firing after you know being forced to to forfeit across the board uh, the weekend just gone. So um, I think Tat should get the job done, but uh, I don't think it'll be by a huge margin. Brent, Tat. 
tat for me. Yep. Stanhope, who are seventh, play Kyabram third at Stanhope. Kyabram obviously looking to rebound from not picking up any points last week and you know, they'll, they'll want to take a bit of momentum going into the finals. Obviously, started the season really well. Their form's been a bit up and down since. Um, I think they can get the job done. But Stanhope's always a tricky place to play at. They go they go much better, I think, at home, Stanhope. Especially on that little green. That little green's a very tricky green to play on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a credit to Stanhope, given uh, Benny Fletcher got skipping and Jamie Stokes. I played Jamie last week and um, yep. she played really well. Yeah. Um, and they got John O playing third, and you know these—it's good. That's the future of their club, and that's—it's it's great. You know, yep. state, I mean, I think Jamie won a game a couple of weeks back, and yep, Benny's playing really good. He's in the state fours um, in the semi-final, so yeah, no, I reckon um, Kai will get the win. Though. Stan Hope defeated them at Kai early in the season. Yeah, that was yeah. was that their first loss for the year? I think yes. it was. Yeah, yeah. it was. I give Stan Hope, this could be the upset of the round or one of the upsets of the season. Well, they've already done it. Yeah. So, But I think Kai, they've got more. To play for. They, yeah, after last week, they'll be keen to redeem this. But um, Stan, it'll only be uh, probably 20 shots in it. Kai's still in that uh, hunt for second as well. So, uh, yeah, I think there's just a bit too much on the line for Kai and uh, they'll get the job done. All right, and uh, Shepparton Park fourth hosts Tally second. I, b- I reckon this will be played on grass. Um, interesting selection call for, for Park. Paul Warren missed last week with a calf complaint. Um, so he'll come in somewhere. Whether he goes back into where Jeff Boyle skipped, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know whether he might go and skip Dennis Smythe's rink and they might slot a few down. Um I'm not a selector, so it's not up to me. I'm just speculating. But um, it'd be nice to, you know, try and get more than one rink. When we've played tally and golf, we've only won one rink each time. Um, if we were to get four points, it'd go a long way to sort of just making us feel a little bit better about our chances of finishing fourth. Is it the same calf that uh, gives Rabbit trouble every year? Or is it uh, well, dif- yeah. differing injuries? Yeah, it's um, funny you mention that. Um, he, he did miss a couple of games with the calf last year. Um, I'm not 100% sure if it's the same leg or not, but recurring calf injuries are a bit of a concern. So hopefully he's fit and rearing to go on Saturday. Does, does, he, do much, does he do much running up and down the green or...? Thank, th- thankfully not, but he does a lot of talking, so it might be a, a mouth-related calf. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's every possibility. Uh, no, it'll be tally for mine, uh, especially with Rhino, uh, I assume, back in. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's, like like I said, they're still being pushed by Kai for that double chance and they'll want two cracks at golf uh, come finals time. I did speak to Rhino yesterday and he's definitely playing. Yep. And... Um, yeah, it's telly for me as well. I think 16-2. I think Paul Nichols' rink, Ash is with him. He's a, that rink is the one that may pinch one for Park. and um, But I can't see the others um, being any worried to the telly, the talent they got out there. And uh, we've left the, the best till last. Shep Golf, uh, top side against Brent's mob, East Shepard. And um, we've touched on it a little bit, obviously, Shep Golf, um, cruising towards another minor premiership. Um, you know, they'll be pretty hungry after not getting a game last week. Brent's side's got plenty to play for as well. Any changes, Brent, or mostly the same 16? Uh, no, there is a change. There is a change. Um, Whippet won't be leading. He's led for me last week. Uh, I'm not the knife, but uh, <laughs> he's definitely going to Melbourne again, Brian. He hasn't got the shits, so <laughs> he's, he's definitely going to right Melbourne. Too. He, 
I've got to get on his, um, yeah, whip it. He's a good mate of mine, incidentally. Mm. You didn't even know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Wayne Whippet. Uh, no, so, Warren. Yeah, Warren. Yeah. So, uh, no, he's definitely he's going down to Melbourne for his, um, t- t- I think he's, he's going to look after his granddaughter or something. So, Timmy Gribble will come back in. Yep. Um, which he's been there all year, so it's no really big change. Yep. Um, Kenny Martin will stay up. Yep. Old Kenny, he's going really, really well. Um, yeah, look, I mean, the biggest thing playing against golf is my belief is that you've got to be with them at the 80th end. Yep. That's when they start to fire. Yep. Like, you could be 10 in front. Shep Park know about it from yes. three years ago. Yep. Uh, well, you're 30 in front or something. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I only watched the game. But, yeah, I, I, I sort of um, thought, oh, yeah, um, there's still a bit in the game, and there was. Yeah. And yep. You've got to be with them 80, uh, you know, 20 minutes uh, ago, 15 minutes ago, and that's when your leaders have got to really fire. Yep. Do you think it depends on the rink draws a bit? Who would, would you like to draw... Um, or who or did you draw Foley? last time? Last time I played who's their skipper? Zori Foley. Fergie, Foley. I played Foley last time. Yep. I played Brett. Um, I think uh, oh, who played who? Um, I think Jeff Beatty got Ori. Yep. Um, and then Popper. Popper. Popper got Chris Ferguson. I think. Yep. And um, yeah, the other one went the other way. I don't <laughs> think Popper was skipping then, was he? No, he was his first game was skipping. He? he was probably yeah. about it too. It's funny though, like um, you talk about rink draws a lot, and uh, you know we like to analyse them. But when you know you're playing Shep Golf or Tally, it doesn't really matter because they're all guns, and they're all you're going to get a hard contest regardless, really. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, look, I always look at the rink draws as well. The same thing. It always, yeah. you know, when we have a chat beforehand, I say the rink draw worked out well for us. It didn't work out so well. Yep. With you know you look you know who your weakest rink is you know who your strongest rink, uh, rink is yeah you know their weaknesses so um, yeah this week it's I know what I'd like to happen mm. but um, you know well hopefully it all feels that way and uh, we go from there can they get a couple of rinks that will cause the upset Tyler Brian I think they can win a couple of rinks but yep. my worry is Foley and Orr I think they're the, they're the crucial you know players. Especially if they get their tails up early, like Brent said, if you you let them get away from you in that first sort of fifteen to twenty ends in a, in that particular rink, well, it's um it's game over. We felt it a couple of weeks ago when Ferguson ran away from Peter Matthews, and it was game over at Smoko overall. So, yeah, I, I agree with you about the um the last uh, you know fifteen twenty ends. Uh, yeah, that, I think that grand final against Park was. 27 shots up and uh, yeah there was w- within within 10 ends it was it was gone Not, um, nightmares uh, but it, it is um, probably an aspect of of that just competitiveness from golf I think that they just they just don't like to lose and, and they don't do it often and um, but yeah I, I think they'll get the job done but I think you can snag a couple of rings so it certainly will make it um, those last couple of rounds a bit you know, more interesting or, you know, more beneficial in your favour if, like you said, you can jag a couple, but yep, um, it should be a good game either way. Mm. Well, um, yeah, sorry. I was just saying, the midweek win today for East Shep, they've got three or four Division One players playing in that rink. Uh, Graham Barber, Wayne Gribble. Yep. Laurie. Laurie Bodycoat. Laurie Bodycoat. They would have got a lot out of that. Yep. And I think just to, to go in knowing they can match it, Yep, yeah, the, uh, hopefully galvanise them. Well, Graham was part of the fours last week. Yep. I mean, it's good. Oh. I think I think they're going to go in with a bit of confidence, but a little bit of confidence. Yep. Not overconfident, obviously. Yep. Well, uh, that just about wraps up another episode of After the Jack. Thanks very much, Brent, for... Uh, 
joining us. Um, good luck uh, on the weekend with the uh, the toughest task in the GV, but um, I'm sure uh, even if uh, you can't get the job done, it, it'll still be a very good experience for a few of the younger fellas too. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be a challenge, but um, we are definitely up for it and are ready to go. Hopefully we can get the last two wins, but uh, there is one that I have heard still that uh, supposedly Alex Marshall is still on the cards of playing for Kai Abram at telly next uh, week. You're a mind reader, eh? Because I was going to ask Tyler that. I've heard that he is. The, the game's on at telly. Well, on by Sunday. The, by the time this podcast comes out, boys, there may be something in the paper about it. So, um, <laughs> it, uh, it, yeah, we're, we're doing the, uh, doing the, the, the backroom uh, work now, like, uh, you know, uh, solid politicians, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll certainly... Uh, be able to publish that we as, can, uh, as soon as we can. Uh, any chance we could televise a game? Uh, Shep News? No. Any chance I can get a drink card out there, Tyler? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any <laughs> chance you can play third for him, Tyler? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we might leave a bit more of an in-depth chat for that one for next week, but uh, I do agree um, that it uh, it's not dead and buried just yet. So thanks very much, listeners, for uh, jumping on board, and uh, Brian and Ash and Brent, well, as, uh, as usual. Um, it's been, uh, been a ripper. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, talk awesome. to you next week. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.